Welcome back, everybody, to Media Made Me here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. In this series, we explore how entertainment uh, establishes identity and personality. And my name is Felipe. I am the titular Brazilian Dragon. And today I am joined by a very special guest. The common folk may know him from Survivor 42, but the real ones know him from episode 148 of the Brazilian Dragon (laughs) Podcast, where he talked all about Marvel in 2022 with me. It is my good friend, Daniel Strunk. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Felipe. And um, if you go back and listen to that podcast, we were, I think, a bit ahead of the curve with the commentary on the MCU. Um, I, I, our predictions, mm-hmm. a lot of our predictions were, um, I think we were correct then, but they've become even more true over the last year and a half. I I think so, too. Uh, I remember I was like ca- cautiously optimistic about Quantumania. I left that movie theater. It is my bottom two Marvel movie. It might be bottom one. I don't know. I was not a fan. And the things yeah. I liked about it um, have not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for the first time, I have not finished a Marvel Cinematic Universe property. Not that I'm going to, I will go back to it and eventually finish it, but I just like didn't get through uh, Secret Invasion. I haven't um, even started the new season of Loki. Yeah, I watched like the first two episodes and I was like, I can do other things right now. <laughs> you can double speed that show if you need yeah. to. I don't know if you yeah, watch right. things on faster speeds, but I know you listen to things on faster speeds, but I do. I, I have a I have a new rule though that I only go up to 1.5x. And if I for anything or uh just all visual media. Just for um podcasts actually. I only oh, okay. go up to 1.5. For visual media, unless it's YouTube, I'm usually at one. If it's YouTube, I might go to 1.5. But my rule with podcasts is only do 1.5 because if you are trying to fit in more podcasts than that then you just should probably listen to it less. Unless it's Felipe, then never cut his podcast from your, from your stream. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that so much. No, um, I am trying to pull back on my podcast listening slowly. I, I am like a 2Xer right now. Uh, yeah. But like, I also think that I was messaging Grace recently mm-hmm. and I was like, Grace, um, there's so many podcasts and I feel yeah. like I have had this like, five-year goal of like cleaning out my podcast you without having to delete episodes and then I end up yeah. deleting episodes that I don't listen to and Grace is like oh yeah. I gave up on that years ago Grace from Post Show Recaps yeah. um, and I was just very it, it can be overwhelming but it's also like okay I'm trying to learn what I actually care to listen to yeah because for a while it was like okay I'm going to prioritize the things that if I died in a car accident while listening to this podcast would I be upset or not that I chose this podcast over another <laughs> one that's a very that's a very uh I mean dark. good test I guess but that's a dark that's a dark test I have a much nicer version of that with restaurants it's like get what I couldn't get at another restaurant is usually what I stress out about but that's good I don't that's know. a good idea yeah uh, it's a lot of like I think we're oversaturated with content and then also um I have ADHD, so it's like I want to get to as many things as possible so yeah. I can enjoy like all these shows that are out there that I feel like I need to watch. But there's always going to be another show that I want to watch, another movie that I'm going to want to watch. And I just have yeah. to like, embrace the fact that one day I'm going to die and I'm not going to watch everything that I want to watch. Yeah, that's Hopefully true. that's many I mean, years from now. 
well, if you consider all the stuff that was produced before you even came into being, I mean, you've got yeah. what all of Shakespeare, all of the classics, you've got like, you've got 50 gazillion things you're never going to get around to. So just accept the futility and only pick and choose, I guess, is the way to look at it. It's just so hard because everything's accessible now. And there's just <laughs> like, it, it's, it's such a weird time. But I also think we're at a turning point with the industry. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into like my entertainment Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Prognosticating. This is about you, not about Hollywood. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's take it back. First off, um, yeah. since we last spoke, was that yeah. the last podcast or public appearance you've done in any capacity? I think, I think so. I mean, I pretty much stay off the radar. I enjoy yeah. my privacy and whatnot. Um, well, tell but tell me what you've been up to. It's been a couple of fun updates since we've last spoken. I think that was February. Yeah, it's been a monumental year. I took a new job. I got a dog. Most importantly, I married uh, the love of my life. And we, the two of us moved to uh, Plymouth, Michigan. So that's been fun. And we're doing the home ownership thing. If you look behind me in the video, you can see the Rivendell Lego set. That was my honeymoon Lego from the uh, honeymoon registry. And it's been a very good couple of months. I'd say the the six, we moved here in mid-June. And I've just, when people ask me how I'm doing, I say that life is good and boring, which is kind of what I, I that is a nice change of pace. You know, I think some folks enjoy, um, I don't know. I, I'm not one to, uh, to want to be, I guess, I didn't thrive off the, pu- the public nature of the survivor experience. So I, I'm enjoying basically being off the radar and living a very boring life where I go to Taekwondo two to three times a week and no one has any clue that I was on national TV <laughs> a few years ago or my work. Like the word hasn't gotten out. So it's kind of nice. It's been, it's been enjoyable. That's, that's refreshing. I'm sure. Uh, especially because yeah. you were at your last job when you were on the show. So it's probably like, yes. something that was like a big part of your identity for the last year and a half while you were there yeah. before you transitioned uh, yeah. to your, yeah. new, your new role in finance. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I should say I like adventure. Don't get me wrong. It's why I went on the show to begin with. It's why I've done adventurous things in my life. But I'm not like a keep it high octane adventure 24 seven. Like you need to have some like a sign curve. Life needs to go up and down every once in a while. And so I'm enjoying a down period of just relaxation and harmony here in a good old suburban Plymouth, Michigan. But yeah, I took a new job in um, I work in, in finance now. I I shouldn't get into the details of that because I believe it or not, like when you're in finance, you have to get pre-cleared with the compliance department to like talk about any which thing with, with for good reasons. There's so mm-hmm. many like uh, regulations and laws governing the financial industry. Um, but luckily there is no regulation or law that says that you can't discuss with a good friend, your favorite movies and TV shows and Absolutely things of that nature. No, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> chat about all these things. And I'm so yeah. excited. Also, um, while you were talking about the Rivendell Lego, Lego set, I did, yeah. have to, like, yeah. I did a double take because like, Daniel watches Riverdale. And then I was like, oh no, Lord of the Rings. Okay. I was like, that is not what you would be into. I watched like, I watched one or two. I can't remember why. I think it was covered on post-show recaps or somewhere. And I listened to an episode. And so I watched an episode of the show. It didn't stick, but like, you know, to each their own. I know it's it's probably not my, it's probably not for me is how I would put it. No, that's valid. And I, I could see why you would dabble into it besides the fact that there's a podcast associated with it. Yeah. For sure. Like, I feel like, because you will talk about it, I'm sure, but you like comic mm-hmm. strips and yeah, yeah, you might yeah. dabble into the Archie sphere. But um, yeah, I um, I I made the mistake though. For anyone listening to this who's like beginning to delve into comics, I made the I think critical error 
of purchasing all of the comics that I ever read on the app that was used. I, for, that it was, I forget the name of it. It's like gone defunct. And so I technically can get all my comics somehow uh, that I purchase because, you know, I purchase them. I have a right to them, I guess. But like, I don't know how to go about getting them from the one app I purchased them on to my. So basically, if you're listening to this and you're about to like delve into comics, just go physically buy them. It's much better. They can't go away. I thought at the time when I was young and I was like traveling around and um, hiking around or whatever, that it was cool to have every comic under the sun on my iPad. But what's not cool is when they all disappear. So just go physically buy them if you uh, have the money to spare. Yeah, digital media is stressful because if yeah. it disappears, then you don't know what to do with it. Like every time I get a new laptop, even if I don't intend to listen to it in the next year, I always email mm-hmm. Rob and ask him to reset my evolution of strategy links just so I can download <laughs> them and have a backup. Like I have yeah. my uh, code somewhere like so I can always get them reset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. That's smart. That's that's very smart. I wonder if if uh, I think that TOS unfortunately has gone the way of the dodo bird, but I would like it to come back at some point. That'd be fun. Yeah, uh, I don't think you're the only one who's probably not keeping up with Survivor these days. So <laughs> maybe maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's let's go way back. So uh, yeah, what is your first memory with media? If you have oh, one, oh gosh, I'm sure you have one. I think everyone has one. I remember first memory. I don't know if this is the very first one, but I do remember um, the first time that I saw. I remember. I remember distinctly right before we went to the movie theater to see uh, Star Wars: A New Hope when they had re-released them. So they had re-released the Star Wars uh, each. They were you know re-releasing each one one at a time, and my mom just decided you know I'll bring Danny to go see this. I was known by on the, you know, I went by Danny, uh, K through 12. And I just yeah, your remember brother her telling Danny at your premiere. And I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to see that my having my mind blown. That's probably a very standard one for people of my generation. Um, that was like our introduction. And I remember when episode two came out, I had baseball practice. Um, so I became a, star, a huge Star Wars fan um, from that experience. And then the prequels came out and I was psyched for every prequel. And when there was, when episode two came out, I had baseball practice that day, that it came, the day it came out. And my parents are like old school where they think like, if you commit to a thing, you, you go to all the things. Stick it out, yeah. 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 And so for the life of me, I, could, I tried every tool in my rhetorical toolkit. Um, my underdeveloped rhetorical toolkit as like fourth grade. I forget what grade I was in, but I could not convince my mom to let me go see. But I saw it as soon as I possibly could after that baseball practice, Attack of the Clones. And I actually really enjoyed it at the time. I know the prequels have become, have, have had like a renaissance and rightly so, I think. Um, they, I think they're more appreciated now for their creativity compared to the, the sequel trilogy. Um, but so I have like distinct memories of Star Wars. I have distinct memories of like, Certain movies like during the Christmas time, Santa. We talked about wanting to talk about Christmas, but like the Santa Claus jingle all the way. Um, and oh gosh, what are some of the others? Um, oh, this is totally right, but Good Burger Man. I have like, uh, have you seen Good Burger 2 yet? Good Burger constantly with my brother on on uh on a loop. We love Good Burger. I have I've seen half of it, okay. Um, I 
didn't I it's not that I quit halfway through I just had to stop because of Thanksgiving like dinner yeah. or th- like it wasn't right before dinner but Thanksgiving festivities and so I haven't finished it yet um but I did enjoy the first half and I love the the OG good burger did you watch um, it with your brother for the Thanksgiving festivities I didn't I didn't and I should have and he actually works in a like fast food-esque industry he doesn't he doesn't work for any particular fast food brand but he's he works for like a company that owns a lot of franchises and so like it's funny to i think it would be funny to watch the good burger sequel with him um which maybe i I should do when uh i go see him in in uh i think i'm scheduled late december to go see him so that's a good idea felipe thanks for recommending that and he's your older brother by how many years 18 months 18 months so you're close in age so i'm sure like a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is like things that you would watch together Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And then I think, you know, there was the classic like Disney movies. I can't remember. I, I don't remember specific. I don't remember things, but I had been told things. So I'd been told, for example, that when I, I started saying randomly to my parents or my babysitter or whatever, when I was a little kid, single digits, go away, leave me alone, which I guess is a line from the jungle book <laughs> that I had picked up on. And they're like, where did he get this from? Um, but uh, it wasn't that I wanted people to actually go away and leave me alone. I was just like repeating the line that, the, that was in the jungle book. And then I guess my mom took me to see Snow White. And when they did the, there's some song, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a kind of like marching chant or something. I hope. Hi ho. Oh, hi ho. Yes. Yeah. I got out of my movie seat at like the age of five or six and started like marching up and down the aisle of the movie theater to the hi-ho song. And it's, I don't know if I was saying hi-ho, but I was like, you know, she had to run and get me and bring me back in my movie theater seat. So, so I don't remember this at all, but I've heard about this. So those are maybe some very, like the earliest of early in, influences of media on me. I was a big jungle kid, a jungle book kid also. Um, yeah. So that that's a fun movie. Uh, the I'm sure you didn't watch the Jungle Cubs, which was like the prequel series of all the. No. I watched that in Portuguese. That's probably why I <laughs> picked up Portuguese a lot better than my yeah. brother because I would watch media in Portuguese. Uh, yeah. But uh, you grew up like during the Disney Renaissance, also, which is exciting. Uh, yeah. Did you see any of those like '90s Disney movies in theaters? I'm sure I did, but they they must not. I I. I hate to say it, but I don't really remember any of them. They must not have left a super duper indelible mark on me, or I was just too young to have anything register in my memory. But like, I think I know I loved Aladdin, for example. That that's like a no brainer. But that's the only one that really like I know for sure. I really really loved. Yeah, and then I know you just recently. I don't know if you're finished it yet, but the Pixar rewatch. Where you did you like watch Toy Story ah, when they were? I have a, I have a story about that. So. um we we paused like hardcore paused, but it's not for any bad reason. It's what because... movie broke you? Be honest. No, <laughs> it was um when I so like when Mo and I watched Mo and I watched Up years ago. Not years ago because we've we've known each other for five plus years. But for, I think like two years into the relationship, we watched Up, and they did the she had never seen it and I had seen it, and they did the intro monologue that is famous from Up. And I like broke down during that. And she was like, what is going on? I don't think she put two and two together that like the little girl ended up being his wife. I don't think she, she, but anyway, she's like, what is happening to Daniel? So then when we did the Pixar rewatch, we got all the way up until up was the next one. 
<laughs> I think we mutually just like informally without saying it agreed like to not, <laughs> not continue because we didn't want to watch out. We didn't want to like go through that again. So, uh, which probably would resonate even more now because like I'm now married to her and we have a, you know, we discussed the possibility of kids on the rise and all that sort of thing. So like, I, I, we're not in a mental state. Well, your parents already, you have a dog going back to Starbucks, Star Wars. Not Star Wars. Oh yeah. Our, our dog is named our, our mini Bernadoodle. The official name is Admiral Ackbark. And it is official because that's the name on the pet insurance and the name at the veterinarian. So official but she goes by mo calls her addy and i i call her addy most of the time when she's barking at me and keeping me awake and biting fighting she's going through a teething phase and bites everything that i was gonna say fun but i've actually never been through that i've never owned a pet. <laughs> did you have a pet as a kid or no i had a dog named strudel who was a cocker spaniel who my mom mostly took care of and was the one of the the she was a wonderful dog and and a fantastic pet when i was a kid but dumb as a bag of rocks and would not get house broken for like a year. So it was, it was a uphill battle for my poor mother. Um, trying to, trying to house break strudel was the name of the dog. <laughs> dumb dogs are very fun, but also very annoying. Yeah. My aunt has a dog named buddy and he's so sweet, but <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. The name that lost out by the way, for what it's worth, just to get this on the record, we ended up doing Admiral Ackbar. But the close second that Mo vetoed to this day, I think would have been a great name and maybe could be dog number two's name was Ranch. We almost went with Ranch after the dressing, not the not the like entity, not the geographic entity. Um, favorite salad dressing would have been wonderful. But she's your enough. favorite she condiment. Was... Ooh. Um, probably it probably is my favorite condiment, either that or yeah, I think I think ranch are probably like ketchup to be basic, um, but ketchup is so adaptable on so many things. I feel like I've grown to appreciate ranch since moving yeah. to LA. I don't know why. Like I didn't mind it, but I didn't like it wasn't something as common. Now I like ask for ranch on the side very often. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so the Disney movies. Did, were there any like other animated? content like shows or movies that you grew up on before i mean i grew up so i grew up on i grew up on a lot of nickelodeon shows so spongebob hey arnold rocket power um rugrats the hits yeah i think hey arnold was my favorite uh you know even to this day i mean i haven't seen hey arnold in a long long time but like i still remember the stoop kid episode i still remember that we, the, I think it's the, is it the pilot episode where he dances so much that he scares the bully away or something? I like, I remember these weird episodes. So I loved Hey Arnold. Um, and then I, I like, starting around, it would have been middle school going into high school. I was in the TiVo era. I don't know if anyone, like anyone younger than me, they might have just missed this, but oh, the I TiVo, know TiVo era. era. Yeah, like TiVo was revolutionary and like what was wild. So TiVo introduced me to Friends and um, Seinfeld and like so many shows, Frasier, that I could, I discovered because I was able to just record them and then have a big stash of them. But I didn't, it's, so I think also people that are younger than me won't like know what it was like to never watch anything in order because you just got what you got when you got it. So you like you got whatever Frasier episode you got when you got that Frasier episode. It didn't necessarily go in any given order. 
I think maybe TBS would every once in a while put them in order, but like, and they would also have like certain episodes that were the most popular. So like you see certain episodes of Friends like way more because they were the most popular episodes. So they had them like four times to every one other episode, you know? So like I kind of got scattershot exposure to, um, sign to, to Seinfeld and Friends and Frasier. And then the, Another big one for me was the West Wing. Mm -hmm. When I was a senior in high school, my high school AP Gov teacher, who was my mock trial coach and had a very positive influence on my life, he would, he had like the DVD set of every West Wing episode. And so I remember like my senior year, uh, second semester, senior year, not much going on, uh, senioritis is in full swing. And I would basically come into school every day and during the AP Gov class, he would give me a, a DVD disc from his big box set and I would bring it home. And I it usually each DVD had like four episodes on it. And I would just plow through those one, one disc a day. Um, and I did that for my second semester senior and absolutely loved it. I look, and I'm in the minority on the West Wing who thinks that my favorite season of the West Wing is season six because it has the, primary election process and it has um some fun like uh cross politics outside of just the the actual white house so yeah i love i love the west wing i mean then the other like dvd sets were a thing i also had the seinfeld so when i was undergoing chemotherapy treatment um i had i got all of the seinfeld dvds and each season had like its own box and each box had like four or five or six DVDs in it. And this was when before they would have like the, the hospitals that you would go to. I went to one of the best children's hospitals in the country. It, it did not have Wi-Fi. There was no internet for, for people. This was in 2005, 2006, around there. And so like that wasn't a thing. So basically you had a DVD player and whatever DVDs you could bring in, that's all you could watch because it's not like there was cable TV and you could watch anything under the sun when you're in the hospital. So I would work my way through the Seinfeld DVDs. And that was a very good kind of mindless show to watch. Not mindless, because it's very, as Robin Akiba would tell you, it's it's filled with intricacies and funny humor and like deep, you know, like, you know, clever, intellectual, smart humor, I would say. But it's, um, I love that show. And then the other thing, my mom and I, who was often with me in the, the hospital setting, we would plow through the game show network. The game show network was, I don't know if it still is around. I hope it's still around. I think it is. I just don't think a lot of people have cable anymore. It was, the game show network was where it was at. Game show network was phenomenal. So basically I had like a, so when I was, when I was homesick from school, which was the vast bulk of the, of the first year where I was getting treated, I had like a regimen of, TV. I would wake up, I would watch um, Live with Regis and Kelly. Then I would watch uh, Ellen DeGeneres back when everyone loved her, <laughs> um, myself included. I, I uh, would then watch The Price is Right, old school Bob Barker. And then I would watch whatever was on the Game Show Network for like the next several hours because um, you know, you're just trying to occupy yourself. You're home from school and there's not, you can read and whatever, but you know, TV's fun. So you, so, so my mom, when my mom would join me, we would watch the game show network. And so lingo, if anyone remembers lingo, um, uh, shark, like card sharks, 
uh, old sure. school family feud where I Richard love Dawson, old school family feud. Oh yeah. I love old school family feud too, where Richard Dawson, I guess, you know, was, a, I, you know, he felt the need to kiss like everyone that was, I watched that. Um, what was, oh, the match game. Uh, all of these. Yeah. So good. I love the game show network. What was the game show? Like you went on to a game show, but what was the first game? Yeah. Show you ever watched <laughs> um, Ooh, good question. I mean, I should, so I used a, my, uh, I use my wish. You get a wish from the make a wish fan. Mm-hmm. So one of the, uh, some fun facts for the, the listeners. Um, I, I have not seen season 42, episode four or season 42, episode five. I stopped after season 42, episode three, but I've heard what happens in episode five, which is my boot episode. As someone and, who was also there with you when episode three was yeah. on, I also don't think you watched the whole episode of that one. No, I did. I watched it before. You did? I, I thought it. you went to watch yeah. a hockey game or something. I watched it twice. I watched it twice. I okay. watched it one and a half times. Um, but um, the uh, I had a, so one of the things that was edited out that didn't make it into episode five, I don't think, um, is I had a conversation with Chanel on the beach right before I was right before we were about to go to tribal council, and I basically remarked to her like, you know the Make-A-Wish Foundation, it gives wishes to kids who face a, a life-threatening illness, not just um, kids who are terminal. And so I was lucky enough to get a wish and thankfully live, you know, continue living. And I used my, I originally, my first choice for my wish was to uh, be on Survivor. And they couldn't do it because of uh, law, obviously game show law. And so my second, my, my one, my wish that ultimately was granted was to meet the, uh, chief justice, John Roberts of the United States of America, which was amazing. I absolutely loved that. And it was, it was the perfect use of the wish, but I remarked to Chanel, like how lucky in the world am I that I've literally had two dreams come true, like two lifelong wishes come true. Um, and that was one of the more profound moments I think I had on the show. Didn't make the air. I tried to convince them to let make a wish use it as a as um like uh footage maybe for their outreach to like families and whatnot. Um yeah. I don't know if it was ever successful. But basically, I should also I should say though that I left out the second wish. So it was one was survivor, three was meet Chief Justice John Roberts of the United States of America, who again, perfect use of my wish. Second was to go on a game show spree with my mother. And to the two of us, because we had watched so much TV, so many game shows over the course of the year, year and a half that I was sick, well, three years that I was sick, but it was really like a year, year and a half where I was really sick. Um, we watched so many game shows, we thought, why don't we just see if we can go on as many of them as we can and whatever we win can go to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So we were like ready to go on Lingo, ready to go, like ready as in like, we were willing. It's not like they had reached out to link. Like there was no way that was ever going to happen because of game show laws. But that was the second, because of how significant game shows were to us during that period of time, that was kind of next in line after Survivor. So that was maybe, maybe if I'm lucky one day and go do that, I can be three for three because it never got past three. I never had to decide what wish number four would be. It only got to three. So I've got one left maybe, but that's, um, yeah, I love game shows. Still do. Still love game shows. I still do. I do the Wordle every day. Maybe that's the link. I haven't done Wordle in a hot minute, but it's coming back. I feel like I've seen a lot of people bringing yeah. it back. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do any of the like other Wordles, like the Marvel Wordle, the Star Wars Wordle? 
I did not. I should have, especially the Marvel one. But no, I kept it to just the OG Wordle. I'm up to like, I think I have a streak at 55 right now, which is not great. But it should be longer because I got signed out of my account or something and lost the the the, uh, the streak before that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the many reasons why you were robbed of a reunion in Los Angeles <laughs> was because it's the same building as The Price is Right. Oh, um, really? Oh, my gosh. Pretty sure. Awesome. I think it's the same yeah. building. From what I've never been to a live reunion, but from the people that I know in LA that used to go, I'm pretty sure it was the same building. And then you could have, like, skipped your reunion to go um, to an episode <laughs> or something. I don't think they should. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, I, I, who would, just out of curiosity, who would you pick for your family feud team, whether it's, like, friends of yours or your, your wife, mm-hmm. your brother? Who, who so would be before- your family feud team? So before Mo or after Mo, because it gets more complicated after Mo. I'd say before Mo, it's easy. It's just like my mom, my brother, my dad. How many, it's five people, right? Five so, people. And you'd so be the me, captain, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I would be the captain. So, or my mom would be the captain. So my mom, me, my dad, my brother. And then the fifth is where it gets interesting. Probably my Aunt Julie, because she was extremely supportive over the course of my um uh, cancer treatment so she was she would be like number five uh, she would clinch number five although my I, I bet you my grandparents either one of them would have been good at this um now postmo i mean you gotta bring your wife that's like a no-brainer um and then it's I like she'd be okay, really good at it based on yeah like her oh she would be knowledge. yeah she would she would be very good she would be very good at family feud and then what's this thing? Do most people like stick to one side of the family or do most people like try to mix and match? I feel like two? lately people blend it all over. Like yeah. any type of like family is a stretch. Like you could probably like bring Zach Wurtenberger and be like, he's my family. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to bring Zach Wurtenberger. I mean, if I was doing I mean, I'm Survivor. Surprised they're going to go on Family Feud next. Watch. <laughs> um, love Zach Wurtenberger. Um yeah, so probably like yeah, and then then you get like the question of the in laws and whatever. So I'll just I'll just leave it I'll leave it to imagination. Who knows? Who knows? But I have a great relationship with with Mo's family, so I, it would be split in hairs between their their family and mine. For family, I'd probably just go with the people who would do the best. Which would sorry, Dad, he would ax you from that. Not not for lack of love for you, but from lack of uh, I don't think you'd be that good at the feud. Billy, my brother, would be extremely good at the feud. Okay. Yeah, no, I played a board game with my family over the Thanksgiving break and I love my dad, but my dad was not good at it. He's not good (laughs) at like quick thinking, like on your feet, (laughs) like put a clock and he's, he's done. Um, Yeah. Now uh, you mentioned like the DVD players. Did you have one of those? Like my family used them for airplane travel, the little portable DVD table, uh, laptop things. Never for airplane travel. So I'll confess something to you about airplane travel. My, in this, I don't know, I, I don't do this anymore, but back in my high school and college years, I think probably more college than high school, if I was going on airplane travel, I would buy a movie on Amazon, right? Like there was usually a way to like buy a movie. iTunes um, also. Yeah, awesome. something like that. ITunes, there was always a place like you could buy it. And then I would, it would usually be too complicated to download it via the mechanism so i would just like find it on the internet and i figured since i purchased it elsewhere i can just get it from this and download it to the uh, laptop and then i can watch it on my laptop and that's what i did so i i bought it from source a and i downloaded it from source b for airplane flights but you supported you supported the creatives you didn't just obviously yeah yes yeah of course of course i always paid for the property that i consumed um but sometimes it's just like it's hard to download it then 
um, that at least it was back then. It still kind of is to to do do that sort of thing. And that my iPhone is like kicking me out of storage every day. It seems like that. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like the iPhones. Like I try to like wait at least three years before I get a new one, but yeah. like they they like make it in a way that like your battery dies faster and faster. Um, I think it's, I think they like tell you to download new software that takes up more space than the mm -hmm. old software. So it just exactly. like yeah. eats up more of your space and then it forces you to get a new phone to get more space. That's my, I don't know. I have no, it's no basis for that other than my own anecdotal experience. I, I think that's a strong theory. Um, <laughs> now, while we're on the topic of game shows, is this where we want to talk about Survivor or do you sure, want yeah, to? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and also like. Feel free to talk about whatever you've wanted to talk about. You don't have to spend too much time talking about Survivor and your I mean, experience. My like, I mean, whatever you want to talk to about, the, go wherever. Related to the theme of the podcast, I mean, like Survivor was a very um, uh, valuable show to me during my cancer treatment. It was a thing that I watched. It helped me through it. I think this story has been well told on the Survivor TV show in the first episode that I was on in the premiere. Um, it was just a, a source of support. I remember... Um, watching what was what was one of the many i mean i just remember watching many particular seasons like season 20 really stands out to me um, um for many obvious reasons nicaragua for whatever bizarre reason stands out to me um was very in, impact i'd say like the seasons that like you know because survivor fandom ebbed and flowed but for me it it peaked i mean it really went through the roof when i started getting callbacks from casting and then it was like season 31 on it's like studying it but um when it was pre-season 31 i was just like watching it would ebb and it would flow and some of the like peaks for whatever reasons like nicaragua season 20 is obvious um kagayan is is obvious um i really love um san juan i'm a san juan del Sur I, fan well i think <laughs> 27 to 29 is one of the strongest runs in the show's history yeah, San Juan del Sur was not well received at the time, if I recall. I think because nothing was going to live up to 28, yeah. um, but it was still really freaking good. 29 might have my all-time favorite moment when Natalie plays the idol on Jacqueline and oh, yeah. Taylor out. Like, I remember where I was, and, like, that is, like, like I wasn't there for the Parvati Gives Two Idols, like, moment. I wasn't yeah. there for, like, some of these. So that was, like, mine, like... What the and then the Sarah Lucina vote the season previously was mm -hmm. spoiled to me. The rocks was spoiled. Um, That's my so like, favorite episode of Survivor ever. Is the Sarah Lucina boot episode in Kaga? It's a great episode. I just got spoiled because yeah. I was stupid and like checked my phone before watching the episode. Oh. Back in high school, like I had, I sometimes would stay late at school because I went to um, mm -hmm. a mostly boarding school, even though it was a day school for me. Yeah. Uh, so I would stay late to like study and then like go home mm -hmm. late, and so then I wasn't always able to watch live. Um, but that's a great episode of television. Um, but that that Natalie moment is like Liz Rentfree in my head. That's probably my favorite all time moment because I remember like the blind side. Uh, like it was like a double blind side because like she plays mm -hmm. the idol on Jacqueline, and then you think, oh, Missy's going home because Missy's convinced she's going home. And so, anyways, uh, rest in peace, King uh, Keith Nail. Like that was a, one of the yeah. ones that hurt. Yeah, what a legend. Um, um I was, anyways, I, I not to make sad. this about me because this is your podcast, but uh uh you were talking about 28 and like your oh, yeah. So, survivor. Yeah, so I think the most important, probably the most important takeaway from um Survivor is just like it helped me through a very difficult time. And that that was the primary 
reason I wanted to go on the show to be to begin. I mean, the number one that now that I I am married and paying more bills than before and whatnot, the I can understand the primary motivation being money, and it should be for the very very defensible and uh, the most obvious. But uh, for me, for me, I really wanted to for the it's um, for me it really was the it, it was the chance to basically live out i think a childhood dream for myself as i said it was like a wish um that i had proposed to the make a wish foundation and then um really just to fulfill the promise of basically having been immobile um in a, in a hospital bed for a long period of time not like paralyzed or anything but like just very weak and then going into that sort of situation it was uh it was something that i'm very glad that i did um and hopefully so I got a, I got some messages from sick children over the while well, while the show was going on and, and it was uh, um, you know that I, I'm very glad I hopefully that made any form of you know help to someone out there so that that that's what I would say about the the survivor experience um, one of these days I do want to write I think for myself uh, maybe to never be read or maybe publicly I'll, my own like. Um, long form essay on my survivor experience so that t tbd don't hold your breath that that's coming out in a year or two years three years because i've got a lot of go a lot going on but uh that's kind of my next big survivor project would be would be what i would want to like a personal do. essay kind of like what julia Carter yeah did. i think so yeah. yeah i think so i think so i respect yeah. julia Carter doing it yeah i think i think something along those lines yeah yeah um would you say like the messages from the fans that like you impacted positively was like the best part of the experience? Um, that and um, I, I mean, your premiere party actual, was lit. Yeah, the premiere party was was fantastic. I mean, that and the actual experience experience was pretty. Yeah. Amazing. I really, like I mean, I enjoyed. Yeah, 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 the experience experience. The the um, I remember I was ex extremely emotional on the boat ride going in. It was a very um, I mean, you got to understand that like I. I would, there was a time in where I was watching the show and thought like I could die. So yeah. <laughs> and you're on, then you're on the show. It's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. I know you're not watching this season, but like mm -hmm. the like two people that I'm close with that like have done it are you and Brandon. Um, yeah. And like, I can imagine based on what you're saying here, like you probably had a similar reaction to like the first shot we see of Brandon is him like crying, like meeting Jeff on the boat or like being like, just like having all the emotions hit him. And like, mm -hmm. I can understand like, cause you, you, you think about it daily before, especially once mm -hmm. you're in the process of going through casting, I have to imagine you're like, just yeah. thinking about it nonstop, like all these different scenarios. And mm -hmm. the show is monumental to your personal story. You're yeah. not only a fan, but this is like such a core part of your identity and like where you were versus like achieving, like with the time and distance from it, like there was probably like a point that you, like you said, you never thought this was yeah. going to happen. And then to, for it to happen, um, especially like, at least from what I remember, because that season's kind of foggy, because once you got voted out, I kind of did check out. <laughs> um, uh, but like, I, I feel like I remember like, there was like a hassle to even get you all to Fiji uh, with COVID. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah, there was a COVID outbreak very shortly before the season started filming. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it was up in the air whether it was going to happen from what, from what I gathered, it was like that we basically were all on a plane solo, you know, us and survivor handlers. So, yeah. 
And uh, even though the whole plane was free, of, you know, only the cast and the handlers, like some people still had to sit in the middle area. They didn't have an, a window. Where did oh, you, how sad is that? What's your preferred airplane seating while we're on this topic? It depends on inter- it depends on international or domestic. If it's a domestic, I prefer an aisle seat. If it's international, I prefer a window seat. Um, because I prefer on the domestic to get off the plane as quickly as possible upon landing. But if I'm going to be on a plane for a long period of time, I don't want to have to worry about getting hit by people walking down the aisle or the like cart. And I'd like to be able to fall asleep without having to worry about that. So the window is the way to go there. I'm always a window for that reason. Exactly. I feel like I get hit all the time by the cart. I had a middle Mm. seat uh, uh, today when we uh, flew back. Yeah. Uh, But uh, what did you have yeah, I, to Fiji? To Fiji, I had the, I had the wind. I, so we were told our seats, we can get to choose. And I lucked out with a, with a window seat. Um, poor Chanel was in like, you know, there's like three on the, three seats on the left, three seats on the right, and then three in the middle. I yeah. think Chanel was in like the middle, middle. So oh, no. She got like, no, she got like, no, that's all I remember. But you got the row to yourself like, or no? Christian had their own like three, you know, group of Okay. Three. So you could sprawl um, out at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was, a, that was, uh, that was a fun, that was a very fun experience. I, I really enjoyed the, the pregame stuff. That was, a, that was a blast. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about Survivor? Uh, no, or... let's save it. I was supposed to do a deep dive with Rob, but then I got, I got canceled. Okay. I can do it. I'll do a deep dive with you at some point, but like, first sure. I got to write, I got to write it. No, yeah, you got to, you got to write it. Yeah. And if it's in 10 years, we'll circle back in 10 years and do it. Yeah. Well, um, sir, we that being said, it's not going to be anytime soon. I say, <laughs> can the Brazilian dragon podcast get the exclusive of what your life almost was if you went on a different reality show or no? Oh, wait, you mean big brother? Yeah. Can oh, we talk yeah, about that or no? Sure. Like, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've seen one season of big brother, so I don't care. I mean, I, the, I guess the exclusive is or like the, the multiverse where you're on a season of yeah, Big Brother instead. That ne- probably never would happen. But like I, so I when I came real close for um, Millennials versus Gen X, I didn't I didn't get the call. But then I got a call a few weeks, or I got the call saying you're not on the show um, from a, a wonderful casting agent who's a very kind person who I I like dearly. But then I I received a call a few weeks later. Um, and was offered not i don't i don't think you know you never know they they don't they don't even if they say we've got a spot for you they don't they might not actually that might not actually be true so basically they there was interest in maybe putting me on big brother and i just said no i wasn't interested because i had to go to law school and i can't just take off Mm -hmm. you know i was willing to take off some time to go on survivor when i was employed for an employment or whatever and it's seven weeks finite but like much longer to go on big brother um and so I turned it turned it down, but I'm glad that I did because, from what I understand, from what I've heard, I, I have very little evidence to, other than rumor mill and what I've heard and whatever, is that the person they got to fill that spot was a guy named Victor, who I Arroyo. think met his wife. Yeah. So well, basically, I'm re- I I'm very happy that I said no. I'm very happy that this couple has met i think they have kids or something they have at least one kid i don't know if they have multiple that's great that's so wonderful like i i'm thrilled congratulations to them i hope they also enjoyed big brother i didn't watch the season but nicole won so oh she did oh great okay there's a college fund for the kid amazing okay well yeah we don't have to like do the nicole franzel big brother history 
Um, I actually <laughs> have a lot of respect for Nicole Franzel as a player, but a lot of people yeah. don't respect her because they don't like that kind of game where she's very like self-preservational. I don't know. I, I respect her and I thought it would have been hilarious. She was almost the Sandra Diaz fine of um, Big Brother. Uh, oh, wow. She's okay. played like three times, won her second. And then now okay. she's with Victor. And they went on The Amazing Race. I don't know if you saw the season. Oh, that them. I did see. That I did see. I love The Amazing Race. I yeah. would do The Amazing Race in a heartbeat. I love The Amazing Race. With your brother or with someone? Or with Dr. Mo? I do it with my brother. I don't think I'd risk it with Mo. <laughs> um, if I did it with my dad, we'd both kill each other. <laughs> so probably the best, win the winning combo would be my brother and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely do it with my brother. I think my mom would be more likely to get us cast but we would again kill each other because <laughs> um, my brother's very like normal and boring and uh but my mom is like insane and i love my mom but um so uh is there is there any other like reality tv that you watch like you're not a big like i game loved, person <laughs> i loved um tough as nails season oh. one yeah and i, I love that's tough one of the ones i, I never love... checked out yeah, and it reaches a point where you just there's too many shows, so like you don't, especially in, in peak TV era. So you stop watching shows even though they're great, and that's mm -hmm. one that I've stopped watching, but not because it's not great. It's because I just there's so many there's Again, too many shows. Then you, yeah, and then you add that like you know you you have a job and stuff, and it's just like you, there's no room. There's no room for like the um the hours upon hours. There's too much stuff. There's too much good stuff out there. So basically, but I love Tough as Nails um, during the uh, during the pandemic. I watched the season one and just loved it. And then I, Mo and I are currently watching the latest season of Great British Bake Off, which uh, I've never dabbled, but I, I hear that's so wholesome. It's really good. I I find it incredibly soothing. I watched so they gave us a uh, when each of us was in quarantine. They gave us some TV. They, they we each had the same like. Uh, hard drive of stuff i think i don't think they discriminated in content that they provided us but they had a season of great british bake-off on there and <clears throat> very soothing just incredible i had watched it before quarantine but it was a very soothing show there it's just you know calming um but this latest season though very good but like i think anyone out there who's following like dan should have gotten spoiler alert but like dan should have been eliminated a, a few episodes ago it makes no sense i'm baffled by the decisions the judges but it, Maybe someone can explain that to me one day, what's going on there. But yeah, love Great British Bake Off, love Tough as Nails, but my main ones, at least as of now, so as of now, the only one in my like list of shows I'm currently watching is The Amazing Race. And I think it's, um, is it Rob and Corey? Corey? Rob and Corey. I freaking love them. I want them to win so bad. Dude, I have never been as invested in the team winning the Amazing Race as them. And don't tell me what happens in the latest episode. I, I, haven't seen I it. have only seen the first two episodes because I was waiting to watch it with my mom during Thanksgiving, and we only watched two episodes. Yeah. So, like, I I think I know like a couple of the teams are left, but I yeah. I am like very far behind. They they're still in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Robin Corey. Love Robin Corey. Um. So pull it, but that's it. That's the only. That's the only. That I guess that and Great British Bake Off are the only two in my and I have Daniel shows that I watch alone and I have Mo shows that I watch with Mo and the, both of those are Mo shows. So I guess we watch reality TV together. Was she a Survivor fan before she and you started dating no. her? Did you convert no. her? She uh, she she watched a little bit. I wouldn't say I converted her. Um, she like appreciates it, but she doesn't. I wouldn't say like she, it's it's not for her. No. Yeah. 
Um, not to hard pivot from reality TV, but like yeah. comic books, let's circle back. So like, uh, you yeah. also love superhero movies. So like, we can kind of like umbrella yeah. this. Like, so we can either take this, like the comics route or the sci-fi, like fantasy route. Where do you want to go? It's, it's your choice. Um, let's start with comics and then we can veer into fan fantasy. But so like, cool. I'm one of those people who in my generation, I got, I, um, got hooked on comics via the um, via movies, not like comics and movies. I went movies and comics. Yeah. And so, as I I when I, when the Iron Man trailer came out when I was in high school, no joke. The first thought I had was that looks so stupid. <laughs> I was like, that looks so dumb. I'll admit that. Um, but then you know, obviously, I've spoken. We've spoken at length about the MCU, so I don't want to dwell on it too long but like that got me into into and then i i was more of a at the at start i was more of a dc guy and i read a bunch of batman comic strips in, in the new 52 until the marvel cinematic universe like really started to hit and the dceu was not i think doing it as well and so i s switched over and i didn't do like different um characters so much as i did lines so i i really enjoyed i did every civil like even all the offshoots there's like 50 gazillion offshoots and i did all the offshoots i loved avengers versus x-men um the uh infinity gauntlet series i don't know if that's the exact title of it but like i kind of knew going into and i remember watching right before infinity war i saw it at a uh, movie theater in a mall that had a food court and my one of my best friends from law school you know, I went and we got Taco Bell in this food court. We're about to go into Infinity War. I'm like, dude, this thing might happen. We're like, Thanos, this is what happened in the comic. I read the comic and then the comic, he snaps and then half the, half the people go away. Like that might happen in this, who knows? And then it turned out to happen. I was like, thrilled. I was thrilled. So um, yeah, that's, so the, the movies got me into the comics and I, I wish I could say I kept up on the comics, but they became very expensive. And then also they all disappeared yeah, from your iPad. <laughs> so my, yeah, if someone out there could seriously help me figure out how to get all my comics back, I'd appreciate that. Um, but um, yeah, that that would be, and I think to get to the kind of um, the source code of the podcast, the me the media made me of it all. Like, I think I I was very into comic strips as many people are, and comic book movies as many people are my age when they are going through like youth and and you know high school college um law school even and like they're in their origin story of themselves as a human being right so there's a resonance there that i think at some point in your life sadly fades and there's less of a resonance as there once was i think i have found um but like the or the good the best origin story really hits when you are that age and i so like for example i think the single best origin story ever in a comic book movie is um spider-man into the spider-verse and man oh man oh man did that does that just hit that hit real hard that and like probably batman begins is another contender for best origin story but like i love i loved and still love but i love the origin story love the origin story at that age and you're a big and then original people, captain america fan yes well. captain america the original captain america one of my favorite um comic book movies um i love the line in basically um what's the, i'm gonna look up very quickly i think it's bulls 
Professor Bowles, Captain America. Is it Erskine? What's the name of the the uh, guy played by Stanley Tucci? I used to know this. I love his. I feel like I love I, his character. Yeah, Erskine. I think. Is it just Erskine? If it was a couple okay. of years ago, I could have. Abraham Erskine. Okay, so I so Erskine Bowles. Sam, I was thinking in my head Erskine Bowles. Erskine Bowles is a famous, uh, I think, a famous politician who uh, came out with a plan called, Sim along with another politician called Simpson Bowles, for how to deal with the deficit and, and the and the budget and the debt. Um, that was actually the talk of the town back in, you know, 2012 when people cared about that sort of thing. But not as much anymore. So anyway, I guess I confused this this uh, economist slash politician with um, Professor Erskine from C Captain America. But I love. I love that character, actually, in the OG Captain America. And I love his monologue that he delivers to Steve Rogers the night before he takes the super soldier serum. I think it's a phenomenal, one of the best monologues in the entirety of the MCU. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, yeah, there's just a lot in that movie. It's a fantastic movie. I think underrated. Uh, I, I want to circle back to, like, the concept uh, that of the origin story because I yeah. this week so I I think I watched for the first time because I only remembered Batman Begins uh the Dark Knight yeah. trilogy I did one okay uh I did one on Tuesday one on no one on Wednesday one on Thursday and then like Friday um like I did I split Dark Knight Rises in two pieces yeah. um yeah and I feel like watching these movies uh. My hot take is I think Batman Begins was my favorite because I think the Joker elevates yeah. Dark Knight. Uh, but like, yeah. I feel like there's like stuff in it that makes it, I don't know. I like, I really appreciate Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker, but I also think that some of his movies can feel bloated in a way that like, yeah. if he shaved a little bit off, it would like be more impactful. Um, but I, my big concept is like your favorite superhero between like the big three, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Like, I feel like says a lot about who you are and like what you value um yeah and like because i feel like spider-man um, was my guy growing up and i feel like he's very impulsive he's very like empathetic not that the other two aren't but i feel like that that's my like i, I need to like think about this theory a little bit longer and i feel like there's something there that i want to explore maybe i'll write a piece about it but yeah um, and you're a batman guy is that like of the three or like maybe maybe you're like a secret like i don't know yeah Martian, of the, of the, the manhunter <laughs> man I mean, so of the my favorite actually this is a deep cut but when i was reading comics my favorite comic book superhero actually it's not a deep cut anymore given guardians 3 but my favorite comic character when i read comics more religiously was cosmo the seafaring space dog oh. who i for both guardians you know guardians 2 i kept my fingers crossed that they might bring him out but then they finally did in in um the guardians third one 3. but that was my that was my favorite i mean of the three that you put forward i would I don't know if this dodges it. I think Batman is the most entertaining. Um, I think Superman is who I would admire. I admire the most of the three, and it's not it's not close on that probably. And then Spider Man is who I relate to the most. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that actually answers the question. But I don't know. Yeah. I need to like explore this theory a little bit more before mm -hmm. I like because it's still marinating in there. Um, but yeah. I also did think also um, Batman versus Superman versus Spider Man is very Survivor worlds apart. <laughs> um so uh in terms of the comic books um yeah you also this might i don't know if you've ever spoken about this on a podcast or this was mm -hmm. like to me privately but you're like you at least at one point in time were reading calvin and Hobbes 
nightly. Oh which yeah, is my first I introduction. Read Calvin Hobbes, I, no, I read I read Calvin and Hobbes every day. So I yeah. read. That isn't to say I like read multiple of them every day. There is a website called. Um, I have it bookmarked. Let's see. Um, Calvin and Hobbes on Go Comics, and I have gone here every day, and read every Calvin and Hobbes strip one a day, for like, I don't know, like, going back to when I was in high school. So that would be, I graduated twenty ten. So that's over, probably fifteen years I've been doing that, and I have the, I have the, I'm touching it right now. I have the 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 um complete Calvin and Hobbes series so even if go comics goes down and disappears from the internet i have in physical print you're, you're every single calvin and hobbs yeah i'm prepped yeah. I'm, I'm totally prepped yeah um right next to the calvin and hobbs you also have the harry potter collection it looks like i do uh, i do so i do were you ever, should, like so you're a big reader I, um i wouldn't say i'm a big i'm a big uh reader of like weeklies okay. I, I read a lot of weekly commentators um but i I mean, I'm a big reader of Calvin and Hobbes. I've been doing it for 13 years. I should say one last thing on this. I have a folder in my Google Drive that has, it's called, I mean, it's several subfolders deep, but eventually you get to it and it's favorite Calvin and Hobbes strips. And I, every time, so when I go to the Go Comics webpage on any given day, if I think it's like, I love this one, it's a favorite, I take a screen capture of it and then I put it in this folder. So I, it looks like I've got, I don't know, like 30, 40 in here. And, you know, I've got, I guess over time, I'll just accumulate all of them. And maybe one day I'll end up having, and I save it by the date. The final name is the date. So there's like, let's see if I have any for November. Actually, I have two. Today's November 27th. And there are two from past years, I guess, that were published on November 27th, both, both of which are favorites in there. But not today's. Today was not was not one of them. But anyway, that's uh. Is today's bad. No, today. Let me see what today's. No, it was good. It just wasn't okay. like it doesn't like to be a favorite. It's really got to like. Uh, I mean, hit. they're all they're all good, but they've got to It's got to hit in some way, or or just like relate to me in some way. So that there's a lot of interactions he has with his dad, um, that I I love and I relate to. Um, whereas you know, so those if it if it 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 has something that reminds me of my own childhood, I'll uh, I'll save it down. It also fun fact they think that they say that it's set in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, which um is where my uh, my brother lives. So it's a fun like uh, nod to my own my own family that that the Calvin and Hobbes strip is kind of set there. Uh, what got you into Calvin and Hobbes? And like, do you remember or no? <laughs> My cousins had, my cousins who, I grew up in Cincinnati, my cousins lived in Dayton, so we spent a lot of time together um, on, you know, family outings and whatnot. And I had an older cousin who had a few books, and I think I just picked one up and read it when I was visiting him. Or he just, like, was one of these people who didn't keep track of his stuff, and he would, he just, like, might have just left it at our house one time. Not that I purposely stole the thing, but he would just leave it. Um, and I just read it while he left it there and probably gave it back to him the next time he was there. Um, so that's, that's what initially got me. Like, I, for the life of me, I can't remember what, um, how I found gocomics.com or whatever, but it's a great website. I, I don't think it's limited to only Calvin and Hobbes. I think they have lots of other strips on there, but, um, yeah. And then it's just become a, a regular habit. I do it every day. I just always make sure to read the Calvin and Hobbes. It doesn't take long and it makes your day better. Um, do you have a preference between the two of them, Calvin and or Hobbes? 
Or you love them Devin both Calvin. equally? <laughs> no, not equal. I mean, I love Hobbs, but like Calvin is Calvin's the best. I love Calvin. Did I? Wait, I don't know if I've told you this story. So my dad wanted to name me Calvin or Linus after these um, <laughs> cartoon characters. And my mom was like, yeah. absolutely not. She, she like vetoed that and then wrote down five names on a list and was like, okay, you can pick one of these. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, I'm assuming Felipe was on there and there wasn't some sort of like extrajudicial No, process. so they wanted to name me Pedro, but then my initials <sighs> okay. would have been PVC and they didn't want that. So then they changed it. Because of PVC pipe or something? Yeah. They just were like, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, and then my brother's name was also on that list. And then, um, so that's how he got his. Cool. Um, but I think that's like a fun little anecdote since you like Calvin and Hobbes. Were you a Peanuts guy also or no? No, no. I think I read a little bit of Zitz, but it was really just Calvin and Hobbes is the only thing that stuck. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're, when I was in middle school or high school or whatever, reading these, like they're just funny and fun, but then you going and studying political science and whatnot, like you do see a lot. I mean, it's Bill Waters. Is it Bill Waterson or Bill Waterston? But what he is, a, I mean, some of the ideas that he gets across. Yeah, Bill Waterson. Some of the ideas he gets across in such a short period of, you know, just three panels or whatever, it's it's wild. <laughs> it's, I remember um, even as a kid, like when I was nine, I was like, this is very philosophical and deep. <laughs> yeah, the concept of Calvin Ball as a legal matter is like replete with uh, uh, applications. It's really, really, really uh, good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, so love, love Calvin and Hobbes. Um, and then, so in terms of your bookshelf, we have Harry Potter there. Like, were there any uh, like fantasy and sci-fi? Like, what are your favorites? I know you mentioned Rivendell, your Lego set. Also, like, if you want to like tangent off into Legos, I know that's a big part of like, I, I guess that's like entertainment, pop culture. I feel like that's like a big part of your identity as well. Yeah. So I, I, um, I had, so I built a lot of Lego as a kid and then and I accumulated a lot of them. And because I was a very organized child for better or for worse, I just maintained a lot of them. They didn't like fall apart or get scattered or whatever. And I did some of my own creations, but for the most part, I was like a build the instructions, let it sit guy. And that was all well and good. And then I go off to college and uh, law school and I'm not doing it as much. I also don't have the disposable income to do it, let alone like, um, uh, spare time or whatnot. But then my parents decided to retire and they said, all these Lego sets, they need to go away <laughs> because we're not bringing them to Florida. And so I went and went home um, to pack up all my stuff and I had to deconstruct all these. And for a long time, like they weren't, they were in just a huge, I have a huge like bin of all the sets. And I've since like, uh, cataloged it in a Google sheet. So I have my collection and whatnot, but it's my ultimate. And so I took possession of these things again and I just kind of got back into it um, around, yeah, I'd say COVID is when it really struck again. Although I was building before that, I, but it was like one set a year sort of thing. But then when COVID struck, it's like a perfect thing to do at home. I have all these sets. So my ultimate goal that I don't think I can currently do now but my ultimate goal is to just build every set that I have and also reconstitute it because every one is like missing one or two, not many for what for, I'm kind of proud. Like some of these I got when I was in third grade and they're missing like only three. 
Yeah. Um, but it's easy to get replacement parts. But I, I say I can't do it now because I do not have what I would call m enough Mo approved space <laughs> to like do that. <laughs> She's very patient, and it, and the Rivendell set behind you sat on her kitchen table for a long time. But um, it finally reached a point where she's just like this. When I visited you in Connecticut, I think you had like four sets on the table at one point, right before that yeah. was like yeah. still while you were like packing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem though is, is that once you build them, they really are unpleasant to take apart. Yeah. And so you need to be in a physical location that has sufficient store, you know, sufficient space to display all of them in a mo approved way. Um, and I don't know if that's definitely it's not this house, but maybe one day. Although I don't want to ever leave this house. So basically, I, I don't know if this dream will ever come true. Maybe I'll I'll buy like storage space somewhere and just store Lego, built Lego in there. On a scale of one to 10, how heartbroken would you be if any future kids of yours hate Legos? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be, ter I wouldn't be heartbroken. You know, yeah. they can love what they love. You know, as long as, uh, as long as they have something to love to do that is not going to harm other people, unless That's it's great you know, like football or uh, something and then they're yeah. harming other people, but in a controlled way. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of like the fantasies and sci-fi stuff, so yeah. you mentioned Star Wars. What is your um, yeah. favorites of these? Are there some that you're like, you don't get the hype? Like what, what are your, where do you want to go with this topic? So I have never, so I'll throw it out there that I've been saving. I've not delved into the wheel of time and I want to one day. It's like, I feel like I would probably love it a lot, but I mean, I'm a standard, like I've got Harry Potter here. I have, um, a Song of Ice and Fire here and Fire and Blood here. And then I would say I also, in high school, I loved the Orson Scott Card um, Shadow series. If anyone remembers this or read this, that was awesome. I remember reading that in high school. And that's kind of like a- Oh, I vaguely remember these. Yeah, that's science fiction more than more so than it is science fantasy. And we can discuss the differences between science fiction like and science hard, fantasy. Well, I listen to the Holderness family podcast and Penn Holderness yeah. is like obsessed with like hard science fiction and has discussed like the differences uh, many times. So yeah. I think I'm familiar with it, but like I'm sure you yeah. have like your own take on it that I'm I don't I mean maybe you could explain my understanding is like hard science fiction is um like it is within the realm of possibility that yeah. it exists our own world and could exist in the future whereas like science fantasy violates the laws of nature mm -hmm. and then there's low and high in my understanding of like high high science fantasy and high science fiction is that it's in an alternate universe it's like a whole other world like i guess technically harry potter would be low because it's in our world but the style, who, anyway who cares it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy it does it make you think yeah. about things then yeah go for it um, have you ever dabbled in the percy jackson series i haven't i think i missed that i think that was before Th me that might have been yeah the new show is coming out which i'm like very excited for like if people thought yeah my personality was annoying when i was like obsessed with like glee or survivor like they got another thing coming because this is like <laughs> my like i watch a, I watch a couple seasons of glee by the way yes but I was you have like a, a surprisingly uh, high amount of like teen shows that you've watched compared like that like you've we've discussed like between that I, dude, never have I watched I ever. every episode of i watched every oh i love never have i ever i love never have i ever it's Agreed. fantastic it's, love that yeah it's still love my that favorite show. show of the year so far let me check yeah 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 so my number um, one show of the year yeah mo, mo and i enjoyed watching that um yeah, and I I was an old school desperate housewives watcher back in the day too that was another one that's one i, I need feel to like get on. 
like I love I don't a good know. soap I opera. You could probably skip. I think you could probably skip that one. That was of its time. I don't know if that survives peak TV. Quality. Maybe, yeah, um, yeah. It's like yeah. on the list, but it's like low on the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any like law projects, like law movies or shows that you love that you're like, since you have such a fascination and love of the law? The single best um, TV show to represent accurately legal practice is Better Call Saul. And I don't think it's close. And one of the judges who I clerked for had a law clerk. So someone in my law clerk family who was a legal advisor on that show. She's had one of the coolest careers of all the all the clerks who's clerked for this judge, I think. And she did a heck of a job because um, it really does accurately portray portray stuff. Um, and then in terms of movies, the single most accurate, I think, is the movie Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo, which is a very underrated movie. Very, very good movie. Um, but in terms of like legal favorites, I mean, I love My Cousin Vinny. I love A Few Good Men. Great. I love Philadelphia. Um, gosh, what are some other Lincoln? I consider to be a law movie, even though it's not a legal drama or a legal thriller like courtroom, but like Lincoln's in my top five. I love the movie Lincoln. Uh, um, yeah, but I mean, probably in terms of like legal drama courtroom thriller. Oh, obviously, I'll, you know, to kill a mockingbird, but, oh, yeah. um, yeah, I think A Few Good Men takes the cake for me. I used to watch it every single night before, as good luck, I would watch it every single night before a mock trial match in high school. <laughs> so I've just seen it so many freaking times um, that I think it will always have a special place in my heart for that reason. Only because it's re relevant to me since I'm watching it. Did you ever dabble in the suits? I did. I, I, I think I watched like four seasons and then... Okay bounced i can't recall why but it i i didn't have any reason i don't hate it i don't i also don't love it it's it's, it's more of a soap opera time. than a law show yeah and it's it's not really about um yeah it is it has zero um it's very inaccurate it's the opposite of better call saul but uh you know it's i it's fun and like most doctor shows aren't accurate either so who cares <laughs> you know, it's, i i think people realize it's it's probably not like the the way legal practice works and it's more i think it's not really a courtroom drama either because it's focused on staying out of court i think is what Hart, what's his name harvey um, yeah. yeah they try to yeah, settle yeah. as often as possible out of court but then sometimes you go to yeah. court um yeah i love the courtroom episodes like i i love a courtroom drama episode or yeah. um, movie. Like again, my cousin mm -hmm. Vinny, great cinema. Um, oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now I do know we are winding down on time. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could probably do a part two at some point if you're ever down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, is we there anything to, else that you want to hit on? Do, at some point we should um, do a, a Christmas, maybe not this year, oh, but yeah. like, you we got Christmas, Christmas, we got Halloween, we got to do, we got to do like, uh, holidays. Well, I actually think you and I share a tradition, which is Mo and I, it's a terrible tradition for what it's worth, but Mo and I, for four years in a row, watched a different Halloween town every Halloween for four years. And then I learned later that you were also doing this. And I was like, why, why would anyone else subject themselves to this? This is Listen, so 
These movies are so bad. <laughs> the green screen, the green screens, so funny. No, just for the like the yeah the um, and then like they like yeah, get rid of characters as they go on. They completely recasted Marnie in the last yeah. one. Like yeah, the millennials and Gen Z kids like really struggle. Like that that's like disrespectful to us. Like like that is one of the most upsetting things in my childhood. Like they recasted <laughs> this woman for reasons unknown still. Um, Marnie, they don't know why they the well, reasons still haven't come out. It's like hinted at, like for whatever reason, but like no one's like been like this is the official reason. It was like kind of like mm-hmm. a lot of like different people at play. But I just like yeah, it's I don't know. It's not it's not like where we can like trace it back to like oh they said something or they did something. This is why like it's yeah. just kind of like who knows like it's very yeah. unclear. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, in my, I, I, I keep I keep track of the movies I watch, and in my movies, I um, have a little note blurb for each movie that I watch, and I think you basically have your own letterbox without being on Letterboxd. Yeah, I, is that what it is? Okay. Letterbox well, is like a social media, basically, where you like discuss movies and like rank them and like let a little leave a little review, but you have it just on your spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I'm. Um, let's see, for Halloween Town High, this is one of the worst movies I've ever suffered through. It took everything I had within me to stay awake for the whole thing, which Mo and I only labored through so as to keep our Halloween Town, Halloween tradition going, which maybe we should evaluate tradition for tradition's sake. It is a sign of Mo's love for me that she watched this. Also, Marty sucks. <laughs> is that too mean? Am I too harsh? I wrote that right off. No, the you, I don't know if you listened to the podcast that I did with Kate, but Kate, like, hated some of like she lo- we love the movies we're probably higher on the movies than you are because like yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a little after your time versus like this was like yeah at the height of our youth but um i have one-sided beef with a lot of characters so it's fine yeah 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 well i do i do like a good movie watching tradition and halloween town is as good as any well it, no it's not as good there are plenty that are better but are you it was a good a, one to have a holiday movie uh because let me recommend uh it's a Hanukkah movie, but Full Court Miracle, okay. I love it. It's it's about this okay. Orthodox Jewish boys' school in Philadelphia who get who get okay. coached by this basketball player who's trying to be on the 76ers. And okay. it's like wholesome. It's like they try to like use the story of Hanukkah as like a motif and a theme. I had never seen okay. it until two years ago, and I gave it like a five out of five. But also I just really enjoyed it. And then if you're looking for the ultimate Christmas present, it's fine. Good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas, but that's like a spin-off movie of a TV show. Yeah. I'm trying to think any others. I mean, mean, like you could watch the Regrets Christmas episode. Or the Hey oh, Arnold yeah. one. Oh yeah. In the year 2020, I tried to do with um I I made a list of 25 Christmas movies and called I, it like Daniel's 25 days of Christmas or something. And I emailed it to a few friends in my family. And I'm like, I'm going to try to watch one of these every day for day one through 25. And I did not succeed. I, I think I got like 12 or 13, but, and I don't, I'm not ever going to try to do this again. Cause I don't think you should like force feed yourself 25, unless you're really digging well, it and go so for it. But. This is not going to happen. No one get excited. But a couple of weeks ago, I had this harebrained idea to do 25 different podcasts talking about a different like episode <laughs> of like the pokemon christmas episode the spongebob christmas episode <laughs> and like drop one a day needless yeah. to say that is not happening maybe i'll do one or two but like yeah it, 
Yeah. It was it was yeah. harebrained at best. Yeah. I will say like different movies mean and you get different things out of them over in different uh, periods of your life. I used to get nothing out of It's a Wonderful Life. But then I watched it the last few times I've loved it. But in, in particular, last year when I watched this movie, I was like, this is top five, man. This has got to be in my top five favorite movies ever now. It's wow. just like rocketed its way up to the top. Um, something about like, I don't know. I love that movie. I can't wait to watch it this year. I love holiday movies. And like I said in my voice memo to you, Halloween movies can miss me. <laughs> like I'm not a horror guy, but I love holiday season. Like I want to get a Santa hat this year just because like, I don't yeah. know, the holidays just make me happy for whatever reason. Like yeah. it's just like good sense of fun. Good. But um, I do know you got to run. Do you have any plugs quickly? And then also like a pop culture plug. Uh, speaking of the holidays, I'm... your sub stack. Oh gosh, I have no plugs. I'm not writing anything, so I won't even plug the Substack. I'm. You're I'm not gonna just... do one this year. Oh, oh, you mean my? Oh no. So Sorry. like, I'm not. I'm not actively writing on the Substack, but I do a holiday email update. Oh okay. Via email. Me out. Yeah. So if any, yeah, if anyone wants to like subscribe to my personal holiday email update that they just That's get from my personal email address, yeah, reach out to Felipe and he can set you up. Um, yeah, tweet at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but in terms of personal plugs, I got I got no socials. I got nothing. I'm just enjoying living a quiet life, um, spending time with family and friends. And you, Felipe, who has been or have been a wonderful friend and wonderful source of support. And I love the fact that we get to do these every once in a while. So thanks for having me. It's been fantastic. Always. Anytime you want to do part two or talk about anything, uh, live action Avatar. I don't know what post recast plans are. But yeah, I, I, I would talk love... About. I would love to cover that. I don't know what's Did you see going the trailer? With that. Oh, it looked really good. It the production really design? Cool. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It um, looks really real. I'm I'm psyched. If they do that well, that will that will that will make for some epic, epic TV. If I they hope do so. that well. Yeah. It's gotta be better than M. Night Shyamalan's thing. I mean, that's a the lowest of low yeah. bars, but they they are definitely gonna do that. The question is, can they make this like Game of Thrones and its early seasons level good, and then also stick the landing like that. That's what they're dealing with. I yeah, think. I feel like they have to juggle so many moving parts, like keeping it kid friendly while also like. But like, I feel like there's grittiness that can be explored. Like one of the reasons I love Cora was because it went into the grittiness of like, yeah, she deals with PTSD, and I'm like, oh, this is like interesting. Like it's yeah, a little bit more adult. So I'm interested to see what they do. But I know you got to run. Yeah. But I definitely will be uh, texting you offline about this because I have oh, some. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. What should people watch? Like, what's a Daniel recommendation for? Is it is it To Kill a Mockingbird or something like, or A Few <laughs> Good Men? Like a pop culture plug. Oh gosh, let's see. What would be a good? I. I mean, it's Christmas time. Go watch. Go watch. It's a Wonderful Life, and then for like an old school throwback everyone knows to watch it's a wonderful life but what about like one they wouldn't know to watch i i think everyone i, I think some people in the know know that claws k-l-a-u-s is an amazing christmas movie so but good. it's not widely known enough it's like one of the best christmas i watched it like december so go, 20 so good yeah. the animation is so yeah great like yeah. i didn't know anyone else watched that besides me so Thank you. Yeah, for- I love I love that Christmas movie. It's a great one. I'm gonna watch that one this this year for sure. Yes, make convert a friend to a Klaus fan. Or Klaus, <laughs> yeah. 
with that said, follow me on social media at with the fleet Brazilian dragon for my TikTok and comedy stuff. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Daniel. And I am so excited to keep doing these, maybe a part two one day yeah. podcast, but until next time, everyone, obrigado for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you.